Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Well, we're carrying on with the book of Acts today, and this is number six. Number six, doesn't time fly? And um, we've dealt with all sorts of things. I haven't got all the titles here, but we've talked about how God, about the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the grace of God, the faith in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're taking highlights really from the book of Acts, because how many of you know I can't, there's no way we can do the whole book of Acts in sort of 15 weeks. But we can take the highlights. So just allow this to be highlights for it to stir something for you to dig deep into the book of Acts. Is that okay? You can go verse by verse. We can't do that here on a Sunday. But we're just going to take the highlights. And so today, I'm just going to read just a whole heap of scriptures to you from a number of, of areas of, of Acts. And uh, they'll all come up on the screen if you haven't got your Bibles. Let's just pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you, God, that your word brings life. Your word, Lord, opens our eyes, opens our ears. Your word reveals truth in us. And Lord, just like you say in Lord 3 John, Lord, you rejoice to hear that we walk in the truth. Not just hear it only, but we walk in the truth. And that truth, Lord, causes us to be free in every area of our lives. So Father, today we receive truth. Let's all say, I receive truth. Lord, thank you for freedom today. Thank you, God, for, Lord, doing far abundantly above all we can ask or imagine. Our eyes are on you. And Holy Spirit, we humble ourselves and declare you to be our teacher. The one who transforms us, renews our minds. Thank you, God, for the best days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Acts chapter six, verse eight. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Acts eight, verses four to eight. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word of God. Then Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And as an outcome, there was great joy in that city. Acts 14 verse 3, therefore they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord who was, he was showing off. Because <laughs> God can. You can't, but God can to the word of His grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Acts 19, verses 11 and 12. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from him to the sick. Diseases left them, evil spirits went out from them. Romans 15, 18 and 19. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word or deed to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God so that from Jerusalem round to the rest of the world I have preached, fully preached. I love that, fully preached. You know you can half preach the Word of God 
If there's no power, you've not fully preached the word. If there's no demonstration, you've not fully preached. I have fully preached the gospel of Christ and Mark chapter 16. This is before Acts, but this is what set Acts up. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Today I want to speak on miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles, signs and wonders. Let's say that. Miracles, signs and wonders. Now let's say it and produce some. Miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles, signs and wonders. Easy to say, but let's have it hit home today. Our God is a God of miracles. He is. Let that be new today. Let that be fresh. I must have said that a thousand times or more. But let that be new today. Let it be real. That God is a God of miracles, signs and wonders. There isn't anything too hard for God. Nothing is impossible with our God. He is the God of miracles, signs and wonders. For the sake of time this morning, as always, we're just going to do the headlines of it. <clears throat> so let's understand what those terms mean. What is a miracle? If we say and declare with boldness, God is a God of miracles, what does that mean? Because what that means to one might not mean the same as what it means to somebody else. And it's important that we qualify and clarify some of these things. Not to restrict God, but so our faith is in the right place. Is that okay? What? is a miracle. Well, I just, after thinking and praying about this, I just wanted to make it as simple as possible. It's a supernatural act of God's authority and power to do something impossible. I just don't know how, how easier to say it. It is a supernatural act of God's authority and power to do something that is impossible. It's impossible. It cannot happen. This is impossible. Let's think about a sign. Now, some people will say, well, signs is a type of a miracle. Well, that's true, but I've separated them out for today, just so we can clarify some things. So what is a sign? Well, a sign is a supernatural act of God in order to, to show something. It's a sign. What's a signpost for? To show you the way, to point towards something. In order to, to show something or point to something. It's something to say, look at this. It may not be impossible, but it's still a sign. It may not be impossible. Do you remember the time when the Lord, he said... And he was preparing for the Last Supper. He said, I want you to go into the town and you'll see a man carrying a jug of water. That's not impossible. Lots of people carrying jugs of water, I'm sure. It was part of culture. 
Nothing impossible about somebody carrying a jug, but there was something more about it. He said, the moment you go in, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And I'll obviously get into some of this a little bit more, but, but it was a sign, follow him, and he'll take you to an upper room, and everything's prepared. It's like, wow, that's a sign. You find all the way through the Bible, signs to who God is, and signs for what God wants to do, and signs that Jesus is alive, signs. And it's important that we don't dismiss signs. Oh, that's just, well, of course that could happen. That's just a coincidence. No, it's a sign. It's a sign. Never reduce what God does. Even if it's not impossible, it can still be a sign. Ordained and coordinated by Almighty God, by His Spirit, in order to reveal His goodness, His greatness, or whatever. And the third one, what is a wonder? Well, Obviously, the key in all of these is in the Word. I wonder what that was. <laughs> I wonder how that happened. It's, it's, it's quite simple. What is a wonder? Well, I just wrote down this. A supernatural. Can you see they're all supernatural? God is involved with all of this. A supernatural act of God to show His greatness. It's like, wow. That's amazing. That's, that's a wonder. That's amazing. How did that ever happen? Acts is full of these three, miracles, signs and wonders. We just read some verses there, but the whole of Acts is full of it. Acts chapter 1, Jesus ascends. It's pretty miraculous. It's also a sign, it's also a wonder. I'm not going to go through all of these and say what they are, but this, this is just amazing. Jesus ascends into heaven physically. Superman, eat your heart out. Iron Man, Jesus didn't need a suit. He just went. And they were like, wow. Then the angels came and said, why are you looking up there? Because this is just amazing. How did that happen? I'm excited about the day I'm going to do that. <laughs> if we're in church, there'll be a lot of holes appearing. Through the roof. <laughs> I'm just happy this morning. You have to forgive me. Let me indulge my joy, will you? Is that okay? Jesus ascends. I need to get on. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Pentecost happens. That's pretty miraculous. Outpouring of the Holy Ghost. They all start to speak in other languages. Now to speak in a foreign language, it wasn't only just foreign languages, there were supernatural tongues going on as well. But to speak in, can anybody here speak French? Anybody? Hands up. That's not a miracle, you learnt it. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. What about Igbo? Yoruba? Come on, you can do it guys. What about, um, I don't know, throw me one. Italian. Where's the Italians in the house? I can't speak it, but I'm proud to say I'm a Melfi. Australian. No, we won't even talk about Australian. You brutalised our language. Brutalised it. Everything's a question. I just don't get it. 
It's not miraculous to speak another language. But it is when it's instant by the power of God. So that's a sign and that's a wonder. That's a wonder of a miracle. That's a wonder. Acts chapter 3, the lame man walked. We went through this the other week. Faith in the name of Jesus Christ. That was absolutely miraculous. That was not just a healing. See, a healing is one thing. A healing is when something is going to happen or could happen all by itself, but God speeds it up. That's a healing. That was not a healing. That was a miracle. He was lame from his mother's womb. He was completely paralyzed. He was instantly, miraculously made whole. There's a difference between healing and miracles. That's why there are two different words. Some can perform miracles and we perform healings, different things. Acts chapter 4, prison doors were opened by angels. As I was going through these, I was just getting excited. My keys were getting bashed more as I was typing them in. Acts chapter 5, there was incredible favour and the apostles were set free to preach the word of God. Favour, well that's not miraculous. Uh, It is when it's a sign that God has gone before and opened doors which no one can shut. Acts chapter 6, Stephen, we read a verse about Stephen. I mean, he was a steward. Awesome. An ordinary person. I've got the mic, so you can turn me up. You can't turn him up. In a couple of weeks' time. Next week, Tim's preaching. Just a little snippet. God will use you as you are. God will use you for who you are. That is right, isn't it? You're not changing your message now because I've just told them what you're preaching. No, I'm just checking. Just checking. Stephen. The Bible says signs and wonders were done by Stephen and people were healed. So healing are part of signs and wonders pointing to who Jesus is. People going, wow. I want to increase the wonder in the church. I want to increase it. We're faith people. We get it. We see it before it happens. But don't let that take away from the wow when it happens. Never let it take away. I believed I received so much stuff that when it actually happens, it's like, well, I've already had it for three weeks. More real on the inside than what I physically see or feel. More real. That's what faith is about. I see signs and I see wonders. Well, we see them in here before we ever see them out here. But don't ever let that take away from the wonder and the awe and the amazement that we have of how good and how powerful our God is. Doesn't matter how long you've been believing for something, when it happens, still go wow. Still go wow. You amaze me. There's a song that we tried singing here. It didn't work, but I still sing it. Your love amazes me. Amazes me. 
Acts chapter 7, Stephen is stoned to death, but he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Wow! Amazing. Let the wonder of that fill your heart again. Acts chapter 8. There's that incredible time of Philip and he comes alongside and he explains the Bible to an Ethiopian who hasn't got a clue what he's reading. And that's just amazing. Right place at the right time. But what really blew me away is when God goes, zap! And Philip's immediately translated and just lands over in, I can't remember where it is now, somewhere else. Time travel, space travel. This really happened in the book of Acts. This is not Old Testament. Ah, yeah, we can dismiss it all as Old Testament because, you know, Red Sea splitting. Oh, that's because nothing really happened inside. It all had to happen outside. No, this is New Testament. Philip was translated in the Spirit. Picked up one place, put down another place. Oh, please, Jesus. (laughs) Fed up of all... No, I'm not going to... 12 pound a day, let's not go there. There's no charge on translation in the spirit. Aren't you glad? (laughs) Acts 9, Saul encounters Jesus Christ. And the glory of God knocks him off his horse. And the Lord says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He takes it personal what you're going through. He takes it personally. You come against a believer, you're coming against Jesus Christ. That's another message. How we handle persecution is is going to be a good one on this series. Saul encounters Jesus and for three days he... Completely blinded. Comes to Christ. It's like, these, these things are miraculous. They're wonderful. A sign for how great our God is. New Testament. 2023. Acts chapter 10. God's trying to get it through to the church time for the Gentiles to get saved. Yeah, but they're unclean. Yeah, but then they're strangers of the covenants of promise. So God opens up an open vision of meats coming down, animals coming down, and God says to Peter, kill and eat. I mean, this is amazing stuff. I get a word from God every now and again, and you know, prophetic stuff, and I said, but this is like, Wow. Anybody want a wow vision? Now, don't seek stuff like this because then you'll get off into the weird stuff. Seek God, but expect wonderful things. Can you see what I'm saying there? And then we have the whole thing of Cornelius. Cornelius, an Italian man, just saying. (laughs) Just saying on this day that God's favourites just seem to get the visions, but 
Australians are not mentioned in there. <laughs> you started this. So, so there's Cornelius. There's some even, you know, saying, is he really saved? You know, there's some question there. But he's praying and he's giving. And an angel walks in. An angel walks into his prayer time. Now, I've felt the presence of angels many times. I've sensed there are angels here today. No question. No demons because we're lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. If you brought one with you today, you left him at the door. Please collect him on the way out. Or preferably not. Okay. <laughs> Acts 12. Oh, yes. So an angel walks in. Acts 10. Acts 12. Again, they're put away because of their preaching in the name of Jesus, put in prison. There's, and there's a prayer meeting going on. And an angel comes and opens up the prison doors, opens up the chains. We were singing earlier about chains and, and it's really important that we believe that the chains of unforgiveness or chains of oppression in any part of life are smashed in the presence of God. Smashed, destroyed. Chains break. The anointing destroys yokes and removes burdens. But this physically happened. This is physical chains on a real apostle in a real prison. And an angel came in and just sort of opened them all up while they're praying. And Peter comes out and I don't know how far the prison was from the house. So they had a full-on prayer meeting. I mean, they didn't pray for two minutes and that'll do, amen. They were praying and 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 he walked, he couldn't get an Uber. He walked all the way from the prison all the way to the house and it's like knock, knock, knock. Somebody comes to the door, they open the door and he says, hi, I'm Peter. Closes the door, goes back in going, shh, he's here. And Peter comes in, this is real stuff. Real stuff. Let faith arise this morning. We also find in Acts chapter 12, Herod is killed by an angel. New Testament. No, we don't like to really talk about that sort of thing. It's clear. Acts chapter 12. Herod, because of certain things, angels are not just going around killing people, but in that situation... Herod declared himself and pride and arrogance and resistance to the gospel. And God said, I'm not having this. And an angel came and wiped him out. New Testament. <whistles> Acts 13. There's this guy, Elymas the sorcerer. And Paul comes up and he says, you are resisting the gospel. You're resisting the word of God. And he zaps him. And for three days, he's blind. He said, it'll, it'll only be temporary. And it's for a purpose. Because instantaneously, there and then, I think it's the proconsul or somebody, got saved. Why? Because he went, wow. 
and gave his life to Christ. How many of you know, we want some wow moments in the United Kingdom right now for people to give their life to Christ. We need some wow moments. Acts 14, the apostles escaped stoning. It was a sign, it was a wonder. It's amazing what God did. And then they stone Paul and they leave him for dead. My personal opinion is that, that they stoned him to death, but they gathered round him, prayed for him and raised him from the dead. Wouldn't that be amazing? I remember the story that I, I say story, the account I heard and in, the, in a conference, there was a child in kids' church and it was the other speaker, there were two speakers and the speaker was speaking and then the other speaker's little girl, was only two, was in the creche and there was a chair that rocked back, chopped her fingers off, the ends, the ends of two fingers. Chopped straight off. They picked up the ends of the fingers. And they came in and people were screaming and crying. And um, to cut a long story short, the guy on the platform said, bring the child here to me. And they brought the child up with the fingers, the ends, not the whole fingers, the ends, the tips, I mean the nails from the knuckles. And he just said, peace. And instantly this child had been screaming, just wham, fell asleep. And then he just prayed, laid hands on her, and they took her to hospital. And the surgeon said, we can't do anything. We can't stitch him back on. And so they said, you know, she'll always have just up to the knuckles there. And when they unbound them, however many weeks later, there were two new ends of the fingers there with nails fully intact, the whole thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Sure, we've all got accounts and stories of the amazing things God has done. I need to get through, I'm, I'm going through Acts here. Acts 15, there was incredible wisdom and insight given for how to lead the church. You may go, oh, that's not miraculous. No, but it's a wonder. It's like, wow, you got it. It's like, oh, fantastic. That's amazing. Acts 16. There's Paul and Silas in prison and the prison shakes. We're going to be dealing with Acts 16 as a separate whole sermon. Acts 17, divine protection. Acts 19, unusual miracles. Handkerchiefs that have just been on, on the Apostle Paul's body. Just one of them. Just when that touched somebody, miracle. It's incredible. Acts chapter 20. Because Paul preached so long, a man after my own heart. Somebody fell out the window. I reckon he was snoring and someone pushed him. That's just my own theology. Shut up. Boom. Oh. And he's gone. Raise him from the dead. I mean, it's amazing. Acts chapter 20. Agabus sees this incredible vision for Paul. It's like, wow. That's a wonder. That's a sign. Acts chapter 23. Jesus stands with Paul and delivers him. I love that expression. 
I love that verse. Acts chapter 27, there's the shipwreck. Everybody's saved because they did what God said. It's like, wow, this is amazing. This is wonderful. Aren't you glad we serve a God of miracles, signs, and wonders? Can we just give him some praise right now? It's, this is, I am so grateful to God. Acts chapter 28, Paul is speaking and a snake comes up and bites him. I've got a pet snake, you know I have. He's in my lounge, lives in my lounge. He's five foot long, his name is Casper. And you know, people come in and they skirt around the, the other side of the room. But by the time they've, leave, they've left, we've cast out that spirit of fear. We've got them overcoming it. And every time people ask this question, does he bite? And I go, no, he's never bitten anything. You really think I'd have a snake that bites? I, I like snakes, but I'm not dumb. And there they are, and they're preaching. Paul's preaching, and they, he puts a log on the fire, and there was a viper, I think it was, a, a really poisonous dude. And he sort of comes out, <laughs> grabs onto his arm, his hand, shakes it off, carries on preaching. It's like, wow. And the whole lot gets saved. See, there's power in the preached Word of God, but God also wants to show Himself strong. And the two things work hand in hand. Now, all those examples are in addition to the daily stuff that went on. <laughs> That's just the ones I pulled out just to go, hey, wow, isn't that amazing? But you find people going everywhere, healing the sick, casting out demons. On a daily basis, seeing God at work in their lives, seeing God at work in their families, seeing God at work in their town, their city. Every time they're filled afresh with the Holy Spirit, that's miraculous. Every time they're filled afresh, every time they pray and they encounter the presence of God, that's a wonder. I want to stir us up today to believe in a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. Can we all say that? Miracles, signs, and wonders. Let's say it again. Miracles, signs. Can we lift a hand up and declare it over the, over the United Kingdom? Miracles, signs, and wonders. A generation needs it. They need it. The stuff they're absorbing and drinking in and listening to, which is destroying lives and destroying marriages. God wants to show Himself strong with miracles, signs and wonders to turn a generation. The devil may think that he's one, but he's not one because our God is still on the throne. He's still the King of Kings. He's still the Lord of Lords. He's still the name which is the highest name above all. And he still performs miracles, signs and wonders. So loads of different types of miracles, signs and wonders. I need to draw this to a close. It's just a stirring faith day. Nothing deep. But just something to, to give us, you know, a, a stir up. My, my son is a bit of a chemist. And he likes to blow things up. Well, I want to blow some things up this morning. Some unbelief, some apathy, some, oh dear, it's too hard for God. Oh dear, what's going to happen? How am I ever going to come out of this? 
Oh no, I'm standing in a fiery furnace. I want to blow some of that up this morning because our God's a God of miracles, signs and wonders. <laughs> How does God work? Number one, by revelation. That is miraculous in itself. God speaking to a human being. It's miraculous. It's a sign. It's a wonder. See, the Lord Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Well, you're John the Baptist, one of the prophets, Elijah, Elisha. But Matthew said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And wow, Jesus went, wow. It was a wonder. Wow, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. You heard from God the Father. And I'm gonna build my church on that wonderful revelation and the ability to hear God. Your unshakable life is built on the wonderful grace to be able to hear the voice of God. When you hear God, oh yeah, I got a word. Wow. Don't take it for granted when God speaks. Every day when we open the Word of God, God speaks. Let the wow come back into your Bible reading. Let the wow come back. Even if you read a verse that you've read a thousand times, for God so loved the world, wow, that He gave His only begotten Son. Wow. I was dead in trespasses and sins, but now by His mercy and by His grace, He put faith on the inside of me and I've been born again. Wow. Let the wow come back. And even if it's not there, make it come. When you read something out loud, go, wow. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. See, God is a God who reveals. God's speaking to you about yourself, about other people, about situations. God's speaking. Sometimes we want to see, and we'll get on to angels opening prison doors and all of that. But you know what? That's not more amazing than God speaking to me. It's still the wonderful works of God. What have you heard from God that turned your life upside down? I've heard so many things. I've heard so many things from God. A lot of them very private, not telling you. Some of them I use all the time. Amazing. Ring the royal mail. I mean, just praying. Ring the royal mail. Everything on the inside of me heard that. What the heck is that about? Ring the Royal Mail. And? <laughs> about to buy the building next door. I mean, we got the loan, we got the offerings, the whole bit. And God just said, Stop, don't do it. Excuse me? 
Have you been in our services recently, Lord? Do you know what we're doing? Stop, don't do it. So we didn't. And then we bought it half price. Awesome. This is amazing. It's amazing. So many, so many other things that God has spoken. How else does God move in miracles, signs and wonders? Well, circumstantial intervention. He rearranges stuff. That's something that I think we take for granted because so often it happens and we don't even know. That could have happened to me, but it didn't. Well, I don't know that, do I? I can remember, I can't remember who it was, and I think they were coming into the church, and God said, turn left. Drive a different route. And they arrived at the church. Well, that was strange, wasn't it? Wonder why that, what was that all about? Well, who knows what would have happened if they'd gone the right route. Just don't know. God moves circumstances around for our favor in order for us to live in his protection, in his abundance. God arranges things. Again, so many times I can think of being in the right place at the right time. Again, when we were buying this place and came through the back doors and and I was going out and they were closing the place up for like a year. That's it. Gone, closed the door. And on the way out, it was actually right here. There was the back doors there where the vans used to come up and this stage wasn't here and it was the sorting office and the place had offices all down here and uh, just big big glass roofs up here. The whole, it was totally different from what it is now. What a year that was, ripping this place apart. It was awesome. Anyway, and, um, okay, and I was on my way out, not being escorted out, but I was on my way out <laughs> with the builder wasn't trespassing. He said I could come in and have a look around. God said, this is yours. So on the way out, there was a pile of, of stuff, just old desks and chairs, literally piled up. And on top was all the original architect's plans of the whole building from 1936. What's that about? I said, what's happening to those? He said, everything's going in the skip. I said, can I have them? He said, help yourself. Thank you very much. And because of that, we got planning on the site before it came on the market, because I had all the plans. Absolutely, just wow. God's a God of miracles. Miraculous God. So many other, I mean, I could think about the time I went to small group. This is why you need to go to small group. We're about to start another load. We're putting through 65 people of those probably 15 or 20 already leaders. We, we got about another 45 new leaders being launched into Citygate in the next few weeks and months. Awesome. Load of new small groups, so there's room for you. But I went to a small group. We didn't call them that. They were home groups. Back in 1985, hadn't been a Christian for very long. And I was on my, I had a van because I was a drummer. And so I had a van for the drums and I knew how to show a girl a good time, get in my van and it's like, <laughs> we drive along. 
you can keep your BMs and your Audis and your Rollses and your whatever else. I had a, a utilitarian van all the way through our early part and, and marriage, the whole bit anyway. And, um, and the exhaust fell off. The exhaust broke. Oi, the exhaust broke. The exhaust broke and just fell off, rusted away. And so I had to get to, to home group that night. Never let anything stop you getting a home group. Never. And I knew, you know, I'd made the phone call, knew how much it was going to cost me. I could never, it was 156 quid back then. There's a lot of money in the, back in 1985. And um, I was a chef. I was earning how much a week? Oh, 50 quid a week, I think, something like that. And um, in Hayes. And so I get to home group, and I was late because I had to get on the bus and do the whole bit. Anyway, I came in. And they said, oh, we're so glad you came. We just had an offering for you. I like this church. <laughs> I haven't been saved very long. We just, had a, we just took up, a, we just felt to have an offering for you. Nobody knew anything. You know how much was in the offering? Come on, a wow moment. Come on, don't lose the moment. 156 quid. It's like, wow. So I just had to provide £15.60 of that. Hello? Yeah? Tied on it. Cost me £15.60. Amazing. So good for a whole new exhaust. Oh, I got so many stories. I, I, I just knew. God wants to move in your circumstances. Miracles, signs and wonders. What about the next one? Okay, I know I've already talked about this, but it's, it's a category in its own. Supernatural wonders. So are you just repeating yourself? Yeah, but you need to hear and hear and hear and hear and hear. So we've had Philip, who has translated away. But how about somebody who can forgive somebody when there's no way you can forgive that situation? Isn't that a wonder? Isn't that a wonder? When someone's been through something so horrific, and yet they go, I forgive. That's wonderful. That can only be done by the grace of God. That can only be done supernaturally. I mean, I thank God that I've got His love and His grace on the inside of me. But something kicks in supernaturally when you go through something extraordinary. When you go through the extraordinary, there's the extraordinary grace of God. And the supernatural ability of God, which says, yeah, I can forgive. I can overcome. I can do this. And people go, Wow. That's incredible. That's a wonder. Just as much as the wonders in the skies and the heavens. The Bible says in the end times, we're going to see wonders in the heavens. And people go, wow. That's, that's incredible. But there are also the everyday wonders in your life. How you can have an amazing family, even in this generation. Hello, that's a wonder. Have you got such normal kids? And they're not. (laughs) Adult, human, female. Adult, human, male. Can we just leave it there? Have you got such normal kids? That's a wonder. Now, yeah, we can say it's because we teach them the Word of God and they're in church and they're whatever else. Don't take away from the wonder. 
Don't take away from the wonder. Be grateful for the wonderful, the wonderful work of God in the everyday things of life. What about, okay, the next one, physical healings. Oh, so many physical healings. So many, I said one the other day of, you know, we've had so many healings on the dream wall up there. A number of them, there's, there's all sorts of things we need miracle signs and wonders for. A number of them are healings. They're already happening. Of course they are. Of course they are. Why? Because we agreed it back in January. And our God is a God of miracles and signs and wonders. We're not trying to get God to do something here. We're coming into agreement with what He's already done. Let's understand the whole faith thing three weeks ago and the grace thing last week. Amen. It's still miracles, signs and wonders. It's supernatural works of God. I can remember the time when I got chicken pox. I was, a, I to, I was in London in the office up there, De Beers, the diamond company. They, they had their own sports, their own restaurant and chefs, their own, their own uh, you know, physicians, doctors there. It was an amazing company to work for. Wonderful years, wonderful seven years there, seeing God at work. I mean, some of the most amazing, amazing. When I say miraculous, I have had stuff translated in the spirit in that office. Seriously. Outright. Boom. I saw the weather change before my eyes in front of 50 diamond sorters. And I was asked, you know, can your God change the weather? And I said, yeah, give me five minutes. That was my normal response. Yeah, just, just give me five minutes. See, it's good to remember what God has done. And I went back into my little office. It was a glass office. Everything was glass, so you couldn't do anything privately because of the, the, you know, the work there, the nature of the work. And um, I went back into my office, and they all were very used to seeing me praying in the Holy Ghost. They couldn't hear me, but, you know, praying and, you know, just believing God and everything's on camera. So they must have had great fun in the security offices. <laughs> He's talking to himself again. And, um, and I said, yeah, just give me five minutes, go back. And God said, no, I want you to do, you know, to do this publicly. Well, this is pretty public here, God. It's in the, no, he said, go out there on the sorting floor. So to do that, you have to have special, you have to, you know, get authorization because you're going out of your area. And so, so I went through and they opened the door and I said to the guy, the head of the floor who'd asked me, can God change the weather? They had to sort some diamonds and it was thunderstorming outside. And I mean, you know when it's that black, heavy, dark atmosphere and it was the afternoon, they had to do certain stuff. You can only sort a diamond's color in natural light. You can do quality under artificial light, but only color under natural light. So, and they had to do it that day. So I, out I go. So they, you know, they had to sign me out and get me in there um, into the sorting office. And I stood there and there's 50 sorters, you know, in a long bench, you know, against the windows. And I can remember speaking to the weather. And before my eyes, and I'm very aware this is on tape and I'm very aware this is live streaming. Before my eyes, those clouds split and went round Hoban Circus and we had sunshine on our building for the whole of the afternoon. And everybody went... Wow. Wow. Remember the healings that we've seen here and there and different places. Amazing healing. I got the chicken box. I was there. That's what stirred all that up. I was there. And I, you know, and spots came out all over me. And people said, You got chicken pox, get to the doctor now. And you know when it sort of erupts. 
and I went to the doctor, and he said, chicken pox, straight home. Can't go back to your office. Um, I didn't need to, but, you know, because it was in the days of cash. We didn't have, like, tap cards and all the rest of it, so I could get home okay and all that. Had a ticket. And... Um, had to go home, and I thought, I'm redeemed from this mess. I'm sorry, I'm not having this. This is absurd. By his stripes, I was healed. This is completely illegal in this body. How dare you, chicken, get hold. Chicken, I'll eat you, but you're not eating me. Not happening. And I can remember, I went home, and I just believed I received. I mean, I laughed at the doctor. I said, this ain't staying. Didn't laugh at him, laughed with him. Oh, you know, this ain't staying. I'll be back tomorrow. And he said, no, this is, this is quite serious. He said, this could turn into shingles on your back. And he said, you need to, you need to go to your own doctor. And I said, well, I won't need to. And um, this is when you know that you know. And you get this from the Word of God, not from seeing an angel. And, you know, I got so many of these stories. So I went home anyway and enjoyed my day off. Wow, when it did, enjoyed myself. And I got up the next day, nothing. The whole lot had gone. Every spot, every sign, there was no scars, no nothing. So I, I went back to work. They said, you can't come back. You'll be contagious for two weeks. And I said, well, there's nothing there. It's gone. He said, yeah, I don't understand this. He said, but we're not letting you back. So I had two weeks off work. <laughs> come on, Jesus. <laughs> Loving it. We need to close. <laughs> what about healing, physical healing? What about demonic you know, deliverance? Freedom from physical and emotional torment. We got a generation full of emotional and physical torment. Some things can be dealt with with a tablet. I get that. Some of it is chemical imbalance, but not in this generation. 99% of it is not chemical imbalance. It's just nutcase, madness, society gone wrong, which is causing people to freak out. And some of it is demonic. Well, we got an answer. Miracles, signs, and wonders in Jesus' name. So what do we do about this? My last 10 points. Seven points. Is anybody near a window? Just. Aren't you glad we're on the ground floor? What do we do about this? Number one, know what God has promised us. Know the Word of God. Just know it. Because God works with and confirms His Word with signs. Wonders, miracles, healings. Number two, I said this would be quick. Miracles follow God's word. Oh, you've just said that. No. I said, know the word of God. But now we got to do something with the word of God. We got to speak it. We got to pray it. We got to encourage people with it. Once we speak the Word of God out there, the Holy, the Holy Spirit goes, yes, now I can work with something. All the time it was dark, nothing happened. The moment God said light, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, okay. And the Holy Spirit, he'd been hovering from 
however long. Hovering over the darkness. Oh, Holy Spirit, come and hover. Hovering doesn't do anything. Hovering on its own doesn't do anything. Are you with me? This is why having hovering services is not a good plan. What do we want? The Word and the Spirit. The Holy Spirit hovered and hovered and hovered and the darkness remained. But the moment the Father said, light be, the Holy Spirit took the words and brought the light into being. It was the work of all three, Father, Word and Holy Spirit. We know that as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Father spoke the Son, gave the Holy Spirit a person to work with. Let's give the Holy Spirit something to work with. His anointing is here. Let's give him some word. His anointing's out there. He's, the, the Holy Spirit's hovering over the houses of Parliament. We need to get some word in there. Give God something to work with. Yeah. Okay, moving along. Number three, expect God to show himself strong. Expectation is at the heart of the miraculous. There's the Apostle Paul and he's trapped in a prison or house, okay, under house arrest in that situation. And he said, you know what? I could go to be with Jesus, but I'm going to stay. Well, how can, how can you be so audacious, Paul? How do you know what God wants? Oh, God uh, works in ways we cannot understand. No, read the word and he tells us how he's going to work. I know I will stay according to your prayer. Prayer is really important. Next Sunday night, we have a prayer meeting. Prayer is becoming more and more important. Actually, it's already been. It's always been important. But I think we're getting it. Amen. Through your prayer, through the supply of the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> but Paul said, according to what I'm expecting. Get your expectations so high. Are oh, you just trying to build our hopes? Yep, I am. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Expectation, and it's actually, especially in the Hebrew, it's this, it's this word picture of somebody leaning out their window with an outstretched neck waiting for who's coming down the road. That's the picture of the word expectation. When you're expecting somebody around, you've all got, well, you know, some of you've got kids and if their friends are coming around to play, when are they coming? When are they coming? When are they coming? Oh, at two o'clock. When's two o'clock? When's two o'clock? When you're in a long journey. Are we there yet? We just want to get there. I remember once we went down to, well, I know I've got to close, but this is a funny story. I went down to, we were down in a house. We were staying at a house down in Somerset. And I was a little boy and I was told the front door key is under a stone. And that set my imagination. I can still remember this. All the way down in the car, I was thinking, wow, this is going to be amazing, like a treasure hunt. We're going to have to, Find this stone, and they're going to be clues. <laughs> Honestly, I went there. This is not an exaggeration. Going down to Somerset, I don't know, I think it was a friend's house or somebody's house, mum will remember. And um, 
And it's like, wow, we've got to find this key. It's going to be exciting. It's an adventure. And we got down there. It was under a flower pot on the front step. And it's like, talk about burst my expectation. Let your imagination run wild in the confines of the Word of God. Not outside the boundaries of Scripture, but come on, dream big dreams. Let God show himself strong because we have an expectation. Number four, be excited about your relationship with God. Be more excited about your relationship with God than in the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. Number five, love people. Miracles follow compassion. Number six, be passionate about making a difference. Just be excited about turning the world upside down. Is that okay? Be excited about it. Hey, today, I can make a difference. God will go, yeah, let's do some wonders. And number seven, I always throw this one in because I think it's at the heart of everything. Be a worshiper. God inhabits the praises, the worship of his people. Do you get anything out of that today? Come on, let's stand to our feet, shall we? I feel like throwing my handkerchief around the room. Amazing. Come on, let's just let God just stir something in our hearts right now as we close. Come on, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost a little bit, shall we? Hallelujah. Reboshtai mandola resto katelemeshe. Come on, we're talking about the wonderful works of God here. Hallelujah. Father God, as we stand in your presence together, Lord, we are amazed and we want to continually be amazed by your amazing, amazing, awesome works. Doing what only God can do. And Lord, we stir that up right now in Jesus' name. We prophesy and declare it over Citygate Church. The greater works of God than what we even read in the Gospels. Working in us and through us to glorify your name and see captives set free. And we believe for it today in Jesus' name. Just while we're here as we close the service, most important question today. The greatest miracle of all is the salvation of the human life. (laughs) The salvation of a human life. See, we're all born in sin. We're all born dead. We may be alive on the outside, but on the inside we're dead. We don't have a relationship with God. We don't know His goodness. We, don't, we can experience some of it, but on the inside we don't know it. But today, friend, you can step into that place where God becomes your heavenly Father. Jesus becomes your Lord and Saviour. The Holy Spirit floods your life and fills you with that wonderful love, forgiveness, mercy we've been singing about today. Friend, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Because if you don't, today's your day. You're not here by accident. You're here. Perhaps you've been brought here by a friend or a family member. You've seen us online. Perhaps you're going, you know what? There must be something more to life. Somebody I listen to quite a lot says, if your heart stopped today, do you know that you're spending eternity with the Father in heaven? It's not something I normally say, but I feel to say that today. 
Do you know where you're going for your eternity? This is not a game. Do you know when you close your eyes in death that you're going to be instantly taken to be with the glory of the Father by His love, by His grace? You can be forgiven of your sin. You can be restored and you can be recreated, the Bible says, on the inside a brand new life with every eye closed and every head bowed here. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Jay, I need to know Jesus as my Lord and Saviour, or you know you need to come back to God, please do not walk out of this room. This is an urgent call today. Do not walk out of this room not knowing that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that you are forgiven, that your sins, the price has been paid and you've received being washed and cleansed and sanctified, the Bible says. I think I'm speaking like this because I'm talking to a Christian here today. You need to give your life back to God. Perhaps you're online today. Please, I implore you. Jesus said, go out and implore people to come to God. Will you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? With every eye closed, every head bowed, if that's you, come to God for the first time or coming back to God. Come on, be bold. Jesus died publicly for you on the cross. Will you lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please? Come on, if you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, if that's you, will you lift your hand in this auditorium? Perhaps it's online. As I look across this auditorium, please, please, please don't leave this this service today. God bless you, wonderful. God bless you, wonderful. Come on, I know I'm speaking to people here today. God is going to wash you of whatever it is. The sin in your life, the stuff you've done. You think God can't forgive me. He can forgive you. He will forgive you. He has forgiven you. Will you receive His love today? Is there anybody else here today? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Come on, let's all pray this prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Paying the price for all of my sin. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour, my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived. And I receive eternal life by Your power, by Your grace. I'll never be the same again. I am a Christian. I'm a believer, a child of the living God. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, let's celebrate here today. Hallelujah. 